0: Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. If you're a man, somewhere around middle age, 50s and above, And if you're a woman that loves that man, you know that sometimes they go through some really weird, what we might even call menopause, because it's, it's a time when I think that a lot of men aren't quite sure whether they are, you know, too old to try something new or too young to settle in like an old person. So they feel very confused. And I think men are not quite as in tune sometimes with their feelings, with their emotions, and with that sort of middle age crisis. Here to tell us about that today is Louis Bezich. She's the Senior Vice President of Strategic Alliances with Cooper University Healthcare. Louis, what do you think is happening? Before we get into your book and how we can motivate men, what do you think is happening with the men today? And do you think it's any different than men of the early 1900s or the 1800s? This feeling of, I have to provide for everybody and do all this stuff. Do you think it's any different now?
1: Well, Melanie, I, I don't think it's any different. And that's that's the problem. It, it's not a question of what's happening, but really what is not happening. Men, particularly men 50 and over, the ones that I have focused on, uh, when you'd think they'd be at a point in life when they can see that the end is not that far out of sight that they would say to themselves, hmm, I've got so much to look forward to in this world, graduations, weddings, retirement, travel, whatever the case might be. In, in, in today's day and age, maybe a second or a third career volunteerism. With all that opportunity there that Mother Nature gives us, you might think that they'd say to themselves, hmm, the common denominator here is to, to, um, to be healthy, to enjoy all these opportunities. Uh, but of course, uh, do men do that? No. No. They do just the opposite. They become very sedentary, neglect their health, and as a consequence, die younger than women and uh, have much more chronic disease than women. And um, the real factor here, I think, is that in, t- in today's uh, American environment, less than 3% of all um, uh, genders, men and women of all ages, lead a healthy lifestyle. So I believe that one of the motivations to write the book is that our current system has failed. Yes, diet and exercise are critical. Yes, you need to go to your doctor before you start a program. But fundamental to all that, and this is what I argue in the book, is that we have to have strong uh, motivation, and those uh, motivators come from our social and emotional relationships, what's really in our gut that's going to power us through and enable us to sustain a healthy lifestyle.
0: Wow. So I get that, that the motivation is what's got to be present. And to and to change your lifestyle, it's great to change your lifestyle, but you need the motivation to start it. And we were talking off the air because really I'm in this situation now, but Lou, I shoved my husband to get his colonoscopy and they found a big polyp and took it out. And the doctor said, you dodged a bullet. And the fact is that men don't tend to take care of themselves. Women don't either, which is why we're dying of heart disease in record numbers, because we're taking care of everybody else. But how do you want men to kind of begin that process? I mean, how can they even find that motivation?
1: Well, they need to take a hard look, and I mean not just a super, a really hard look of what's most important in their lives and and step back. You know, it's, it's ironic that... Um, we often make the case that, you know, men know more about the health of the professional athletes they follow or their condition of their automobiles than they do about their own health, right? So step one is, is number one, get to know uh, what's most important in your life. What do you really, What's what's your why, what's your purpose in life? And really think about that and think about how you can enhance those relationships in terms of an active calendar with your spouse or your children or your grandchildren. There's so many things out there that can give you that why and not just big picture, but then, as I say in the book, translate it down to day-to-day practices, right? And so once you've got that foundation of for, for motivation to give you the purpose and reason to do it, then you can do things like, you know, go visit your doctor and, and get a thorough physical and understand what your capabilities are. Perhaps then, um, embark on a, a balanced uh, diet and exercise program. On the exercise thing the side, the, the the doctors I've talked to uh, have suggested that, you know, you stretch before every workout. You start a slow routine and build it gradually. That includes both aerobic exercise and weight training and things of that nature. Then, of course, you need to eat sensibly, you know, limit alcohol and caffeine intake, and certainly avoid sugary drinks. And most importantly, <laughs> I guess, get a good night's sleep if you can. That's really critical
0: it is critical and and it's certainly something that we're all suffering from as a nation but the why is is the question that i have for you because sometimes i mean in the case of my husband we've got two teenage kids one in college and and that's what i say to him is this is your why to see them but i'm not sure he always gets that we women we get that why we get that why from early yeah. age because we know we're going to have babies that's why we're going to take yeah. care of our parents that's why, but men that why doesn't always you know turn the light on for them
1: yeah so so women play a critical role as I was we were talking uh, before the interview um and and it but it's really critical to have a sort of a balanced approach you know there's there's you know the the supportive role that a, that a spouse or a partner can play to encourage to perhaps show uh, and and get into a you know more detailed um, discussions about what the future does hold and do you want to be there for the if you've got teenage um children you want to be there for their high school graduation for their college graduation for their weddings for the the birth hopefully of grandchildren I'm sure in the future and so you know reminders of that and support of that the other side of, of and a lot of women do this and advocate for this is to be a little on the controlling side, because you know and you experience this, sometimes, if you suspect that there's a serious problem, a lot of women will say, "The hell with with you know the supportive role, I'm going to take control, grab my spouse by the collar and get him to the doctor." And sometimes you know there's some some experts that say that's that's needed. The key is to try to balance that out. Obviously, you'd like to have your spouse come along through a more of a supportive role and trying to get them to see the light.
0: You would like to, and and that's tough for women, as you say. I mean, I've talked to my husband. I, you heard in the intro, I'm an exercise physiologist, and I talk to him till I'm blue in the face about getting some exercise. Please take Scarlet for a walk. Do these things. And it doesn't always, oh, well, I work hard for a living. He hangs wallpaper, so he's physical. But, yeah, I mean, we do sometimes have to drag them by the collar. What do you want? Yep. Suppose they identify, Lou. Suppose the men identify their wife. They want to see their grandchildren. They want to maybe look into new careers because maybe their body can't handle what they're doing now. Right. How do you you get them started? How do they start? Because there's going to be a lot of women listening to this segment that want from you how to get them started.
1: Well, the good news is that I, I talk about the fact that healthy behavior is a team sport. Building a social agenda, building a, a, a calendar of events, and putting together interim milestones that that represent your your tactics that you know lead up to your your long-term plan. So, if your long-term plan is I want to enhance my relationship with my spouse or partner, I want to be there for my children, that type of thing, then you need to break it down into component parts. What are we doing this week, this month, this year to sort of move in that direction? Is it is it having dinner every Friday night with my spouse? Is it um, taking a walk around the block? Is it, um, you know, making the most of the the, uh, the birthdays and the uh, anniversaries and those kinds of things? There's all sorts of stuff that are reasons to celebrate and to feel good and to say to themselves like I do, hey, um, this Friday, um, uh, it's my wife's birthday. So when I'm, when I'm on the treadmill, that sort of gives me, you know, some sense of an immediate uh, event that's coming up that gives me the passion and the, the, um, the purpose to, to finish that run in the time I want to finish it in. And so, you know, I like to suggest that, you know, you kind of break it down, but you need a plan what I'm saying. in in, in essence is you got to have a plan and then you've got to execute that plan. And then as I talk about in the book, you need to have contingency plans because if you fall off the wagon and, and, you know, missed a couple of days at the gym, or you, you miss a, a walk around the block, you know, get back up and and um, and start over again. Um, but you know, the other thing I'll, I'll mention, Melanie, is that you, you you know you talked about the difficulty. The the guys that I interviewed who are fifty and older who do lead a healthy lifestyle, they often talk about moments of truth. It's when you know maybe your spouse gets to the top of the stairs um, and they're really winded, and it really hits them that wow, you know, maybe I need to do something. Or unfortunately, sometimes if a if a if a friend or a family member member uh, uh, passes away. There are different uh, moments of truth that comes up in one's life that gives you a little bit more of an opportunity to kind of push them in the right direction.
0: I agree with you. And and so while they're looking at all of this and men seem to define themselves by their careers more than women, although women were doing it lately, too. But we sure. tend to define ourselves by All of the things that we can do, like we're superwoman, we can work this great job and we can raise our kids and we can keep a clean refrigerator and we can go to aerobics classes and we can do all of these things. But men seem to define themselves in a more tunnel, in a more focused career. What if, as they're getting older, their career goals have to change? Or what do you want men to think about their careers? And, you know, forecasting change that might come and planning for that.
1: Well, what I want them to think about their lives, whether it be their careers, their personal lives, their hobbies, their ambitions, whatever it is that we need to adapt, right? In the book, I talk about a couple of sports figures that over the course of time, as they aged, were able to stay competitive in sports, because they they adapted to their their declining skills in certain areas, and um, you know there was a guy named George Blanda that folks of my era will we'll know about. He was a, a football player who started out as a quarterback, but then was able to extend his career because he became a kicker. And um, there are examples like that where if you can understand how you're going to, your body's going to change, your circumstances are going to change, whether it's your job or whatever, you can then adapt. And so the ability to adapt and redefine, whether it's your exercise program, your diet, or your professional career is real critical to sort of managing that healthy behavior over the course of time. And ultimately, you know, this is all about happiness. Not only, you know, there's, there are so many studies out there that we've looked at that, you know, equate healthiness and happiness and they one they go hand in hand. And so that's the good news here is that it's not only just about getting in better shape and being there, but it's the end game. It's the happiness. I talk about in the book is that, you know, healthy behavior is a means to an end. And the end game is happiness and fulfilling relationships. And that's really the ultimate, again, driving force here.
0: Well it is. It definitely is. And so as we wrap up, teach men and the people that love them, how they can embrace that change, whether it's their physical change and their bodies are changing or their sexual change, maybe loss of libido or or, you know, libido or dysfunction or whatever it is that they need to do. Give us some baby steps, things that you want them to do right now, today, to get started so that they can reevaluate and redefine as necessary
1: again, the the first step is to to do your own personal inventory of what's most important in your life. And I think what I've I've found in the number of men that I've interviewed is that while, you know, you look at the pictures on the the dresser in the the bedroom and you say, well, there's my why and it's obvious to me. But you know what, Melanie? It's what's right in front of us sometimes is, is oblivious to us. And so it's about really making that connection. The guys that I spoke to, the healthy behaving men over 50 have something which I call male cognitive behavioral alignment. In other words, they connect the dots. And any program that you want to get into is about first connecting the dots because that will, will fire up the motivation and be able to sustain you. Once you do that, there's, you know, visit your doctor and as I said before, there's exercise programs, there's all sorts of things you can get into, but have that platform of motivation because that's that's where you'll focus on the end game which um the healthy behavior will help you achieve.
0: And where can we find your book and more about you?
1: Uh you can go to uh 50plusmen.com. That's my website and you'll see articles and you'll see um information about me and uh, the book is available on Amazon and uh Barnes and Noble on the on the web.
0: Thanks, Lou, for being with us today. I think this is an important topic because men don't tend to advocate for themselves when it comes to their health or their mental yes. health and their emotional health. And and so they can be pretty closed off about that stuff. And for men over 50, I think that it's pretty hard. So thank you so much yeah. for coming on and clarifying some of that for us and telling us how we women And the people that love them can get kind of involved and help them and sometimes drag them by the collar if that's what's needed. So thanks again for joining us. You're listening to Life's Too Short. I'm Melanie Cole. And remember, you can listen to this show wherever podcasts are played. Tune in, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. It's all over the place. And of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. Thanks for listening and stay well.